For Health's Sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Lakeview Hospital, Stillwater Medical Group, and Westfields Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. When should you consider ear tubes for your child? Our guest, ear, nose, and throat specialist, Dr. Benjamin Addicts, will talk about when tubes are a good idea for ear infections and other conditions, what the surgery involves for your child, and what results to expect. Dr. Addicts, tell me about your background as an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I graduated uh, medical school in 18 from West Virginia University, uh, and I did uh, my residency in otolaryngology at West Virginia University. Uh, so I went into ear, nose, and throat because uh, it can treat a wide array of diseases and also a diverse patient population, aging from newborns up in, up into the 90s. So I can see that all in one day. So it's, you know, it can be challenging, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I also enjoyed the surgical aspect of the uh, specialty, which is another reason that I went into it. Um, so after I completed residency, uh, my wife and I wanted to move to a more uh, metropolitan area. I've been living in a rural area for many years, and uh, she's from Rochester, uh, Minnesota. So the Twin Cities really kind of made sense. Uh, so I enjoy having a broad general ENT practice, and I can care for a lot of uh, patients uh, that are both children and adults. So. Well, we're glad you joined us, too. What causes an ear infection in a pediatric patient? So the reason that children develop ear fluid and ear infections is really uh, multifactorial. There's lots of reasons. But you know, one of the main reasons is uh, eustachian tube, uh, which connects the middle ear to the back of the nose and helps equalize pressure and helps with drainage, doesn't function as well. Uh, there's also issues with, uh, obviously, repeated infection. Children's immune systems are still uh, developing, so they're more prone to them. And, and then environment. So when a child's in daycare, that's definitely a risk factor for getting repeated ear infections. The children are just passing things around. Uh, so, you know, the eustachian tube is just uh, shorter, more horizontal, and wider in children. So, you know, they're less able to ventilate the middle ear than in adults and germs can get in more easily. <clears throat> so once you know, fluid can develop and it can also get infected, and that causes pain. and also causes some hearing loss when there's fluid present. That's important to uh, think about. Uh, so you know, there's a couple of things that uh, have been shown to help with uh, ear infections. Uh, certainly having you know, vaccinations up to date can be very helpful, and children are less prone to some of the common illnesses out in the environment. Uh, breastfeeding uh, for the first six months of uh, life has been shown to help with ear infections, not using a pacifier, and then not being exposed to secondhand smoke is also important. Having said all this, uh, you know, there's nothing that will prevent ear infections 100%, and they're quite common, and will have an ear infection before uh, they enter elementary school. But, you know, having one or two ear infections doesn't really harm the child, and it really doesn't have uh, much long-term consequences. It's just when they're repeated or, or having really serious side effects. Well, when will a doctor recommend ear tubes? 
Uh, great question. So you know, there's two main reasons why we recommend uh, ear tubes, and it's important to realize that you know children can have one of two things going on. They can have repeated ear infections that are causing them to be on a lot of antibiotics, but they also can have fluid that lingers in the ear even when it's not infected, and that's going to cause problems with hearing like that. So you know if they have just a fluid that's causing hearing loss, uh, that's one of the reasons that we recommend tubes. Uh, but we like to observe that for a little bit of time. So if it's been present less than three months, uh, oftentimes we'll uh, wait a little bit to see if that fluid is clear, because oftentimes it will. Uh, but if it's longer than three months, it's generally going to stay there uh, and probably won't clear, and we worry about it affecting development and their speech. So then we would recommend tubes. Now, another problem is if children are continuing to get infections and has had a lot of antibiotics because of those infections. So if they have more than three infections in six months or four or more in a year, then would be a reasonable option for tubes, mainly so they don't get as many oral antibiotics because of those infections. And would you explain the ear tube surgery to us? Sure. So the operation on children is in the operating room. Uh, they need to be put to sleep. Uh, with a general mask anesthesia. They don't really need to have an IV for this surgery, uh, and it's a fairly quick procedure. Uh, they won't feel anything that takes place because of the general anesthesia, and they don't remember it. Uh, we look at the ear with a microscope and clean any wax that's present uh, to improve our view. The eardrum is examined, and, made, and we make sure there's no abnormalities in it, and then we make a small incision uh, or cut in the eardrum. If fluid is present, uh, we suction it away, um, and then a small tube, uh, looks a little bit like a bobbin most of the time, is inserted into the eardrum. Uh, the surgery takes about 10 minutes or less to perform most of the time, and, and then the children is uh, awakened, and uh, parents can see them almost immediately after the procedure, and they're usually back to normal within a few hours and can return to their normal activity. There's really minimal pain involved with it, uh, and uh, you know only Tylenol is usually needed after the surgery if if they're a little fussy. Uh, we usually do a drop for a couple of days to help keep the tube from uh, blocking up, uh, and then usually we like to see them back in about three to four weeks to make sure everything is looking good and functional. <laughs> now the tubes themselves themselves will stay in for. You need from a year to a year and a half, although that can be variable. Uh, but once the tooth falls out, the eardrum heals, and fluid can recur in the eardrum. Uh, and sometimes children need multiple sets of tubes. Uh, now, another common question after the surgery is whether they can uh, swim or bathe without earplugs. And the answer usually is yes, especially in the swimming pool or the bath. It's usually not a problem. Okay. Are there any risks to the surgery? Of course, there's risks. Uh, to any surgical procedure, uh, but luckily with ear tubes, the complications are low and uh, it's generally quite safe. Uh, and it's, in fact, one of the most common surgeries we perform in children. So we're doing it a lot and not having very many complications with it. But, uh, you know, a few of the risks, you know, a uh, very common risk is that the tube can pop out earlier than expected. Uh, and then, you know, children can develop ear infections again and requiring multiple sets of tubes. Uh, definitely another complication is that it can become blocked, uh, either due to inflammation or 
or dry blood in the ear. Uh, because the tube is so small, it can be difficult sometimes to clear the hole. Uh, and if that happens and they start developing ear infections again, then we might need to replace the tubes. It's rare that that happens. <clears throat> Another risk is that once the tube falls out, uh, the eardrum may not heal, and that leaves a small hole in the eardrum. Uh, usually we just watch that until they're older, and we know that your eustachian tube is working a little better, and then we can repair it. But it's a very rare risk, and it happens around 1% of the time. Another risk is that the tube could stay in too long, and if, generally, if it stays in for longer than three years, uh, we recommend removing it to avoid any long-term complications from that. But it's pretty rare as well. <laughs> Obviously, drainage can occur from the tube, uh, especially if the child gets infected uh, with an upper respiratory infection. Uh, but generally, we can treat that with an antibiotic drop. But occasionally, there is persistent drainage, and we might have to remove the tubes due to that. Uh, that's another risk. Any type of long-term hearing loss is extremely rare with the surgery. So weighing the risks, how do ear tubes help? So they're helping in two main ways. Number one, uh, when a child has fluid, especially in, in both ears, they're probably having some degree of hearing loss. And that can affect how their speech and language develop and, you know, their cognitive development over time. Uh, it doesn't happen instantly, but over a long time, fluid in the ear is just going to affect this. So the tubes instantly relieve that fluid and improve their hearing. Uh, number two, if uh, they're having recurrent infection, obviously they're getting a lot of oral antibiotics, which have side effects, stomach issues, diarrhea. Uh, so generally, tubes are going to alleviate the need for repeated oral antibiotics. Even though they might get infections, we can generally treat that with a drop, and extremely rarely they do need an oral antibiotic after having tubes placed. Well, that's good information. Thank you, Dr. Addicts. Thanks for listening.